Welcome to the Reluctant Messenger podcast, where we discuss spiritually transformative events, encounters with angels and guides, out-of-body explorations, and much more. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel. You can find links on my website at CandiceSanderson.com. Hello, Reluctant Messenger Unleashed listeners. Welcome back. We're now on Episode 10, Chapter 3, Father Time. And I'm your host, Donna Rebido, and this is the author, Candace Sanderson. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Today we start on page 36 at the top of the page. Let's all go there. Have you ever experienced deja vu? Scientists say it's an anomaly of memory, making us think we had previously experienced a current event. But Candy knows otherwise. It's not a hiccup in the brain, but a form of time travel. Candy, what does that mean? (laughs) Well, it's a good question, and I wish I had a simple answer. That's what this entire chapter is about, Father Time. The messengers gave me a new perspective about time. It starts with something that's called the POE, or Point of Existence. And this is something we talk a lot about in this chapter. So let's just jump right in, shall we? Okay, folks, let's go over to page 37. And we're on the April 7th, 2014 message. Many humans think of themselves as their physical bodies, separate from others. Their self-awareness begins from a small point in the center of their physical bodies. And we refer to this as the point of existence or POE. From an aerial view, when several humans interact, their POEs resemble scurrying insects or moving dots. Most humans do not realize that POEs exist within an energy field capable of expanding and overlapping with other energy fields. I would think that most people think of themselves as their bodies. Uh, As an athlete, I did because I would say, I'm using my body today. So I would think of myself as a body. So what does being a dot, being a POE and existing within an energy field all mean, Candy. What does that mean? There's a lot to unpack from this message. So let's try to understand what a POE is. And that's easier said than done. Let me try to explain. I say try because I want to remind everyone that I am just the spokesperson. I am just the transcriber of the book. I don't have the answers. I have to put my own spin on it to try to explain. And Candy, um, that's a really good point because the messages might not be for you or me, but it could be just for one of the listeners. You're absolutely right, Donna. And this is actually right in line with a lot of the messages that I've received. I remember in a previous episode, the messengers referenced something about the spirit of music and the spirit of art. That definitely was not for me, but you found such relevance in those examples. So not all the messages are for all people, including me, which is kind of crazy because I was the one who was receiving them. Let me try to explain. The POE, point of existence, is your awareness. But Donna, awareness is only the first step. It's much more than being just aware. It is the full experience of who and where you are. Let me give you a few examples of how your POE defines who you are. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone 
And all of a sudden, they have this glazed look in their eyes. And you realize they're certainly not present with you during the conversation. I've even asked, like, where are you? And they'll tell you, they'll say, oh, I was back in kindergarten, sitting at a table with a birthday cake, ready to open presents. Or maybe they're back in high school making that jump shot that saved the game, just like Donna. When this happens to me, I am clearly enmeshed in that specific memory. The smells, the sights, the emotions, everything that surrounds it. So it becomes more than a memory. You, your awareness actually returns to the event. That is where your POE is. It's more than simply being attentive to your surroundings. It is where you are. The majority of you, of your awareness is there. And it's so apparent that the people that you're in this conversation with see that glassy-eyed, empty look in front of them. They've said to me more than once, earth to candy, earth to candy, come back. Where were you? Well, you were present, but not in the present time. You were present in the memory. Let's say that you're just so enmeshed in reliving that event that you forget you're carrying a bag of tools and you drop this hammer that you were carrying and it lands on your big toe. Now, let me ask, where is your POE? No doubt about it, your POE, your full awareness is on your big toe. Donna, you are completely aware, not just thinking about your toe, you are there, your emotions, your pain, your essence, every fiber of your existence is your big toe. When you drop that hammer, it catapulted your awareness from the memory you were in back into my big toe, which is getting larger by the second. This is a good example to demonstrate just how quickly your awareness, your consciousness can shift. Once we understand the POE, we can actually use it as a tool. With training, we can send our awareness outside of its comfort zone, which is usually inside the body, and we can travel to other dimensional spaces. It all starts with awareness. It's what some people call consciousness. You know, that's interesting, Candy, because on my Exploring Consciousness podcast, I do ask a lot of people what their definition of consciousness is, and most of them define it as awareness. After hearing your, these definitions as examples, it seems to me like consciousness might have its own equation. And psychologists, we love equations. So if you can imagine consciousness equals awareness plus all your senses, the full experience of the event, like we've talked about with chocolate and, and a lot of other examples that we use. So I see consciousness as, as the noun and POE or point of existence as the verb. So I see it as an action mechanism. And what I like about it is you can learn it and you can use it as a refocus technique because you do it all the time without being aware. So Candy, how do you see it as a tool, as a verb? Understanding the POE can help us really embrace it and start using it as a tool. We associate the POE with who and where we really are. For most people, it tends to stay close to our physical body. 
most people think of themselves as their physical body. Because after all, that's been our comfort zone, Donna. It's our home. It's our go-to place. For example, if something happens and, and I'm startled by something, my first tendency literally is to withdraw. I go within. The POE is something that our brain invents. The POE is a mechanism that our brain's left hemisphere uses to search for meaning, to search for patterns. The brain seeks to organize and to categorize. It's how we make sense of our environment. It, it helps us search for context. So our brain puts a box around things so that we can see them differently, so that we can see them better. Some of the boxes that we draw around ourselves help us understand who we think we are. These boxes become the parameters, the boundaries of how we define ourselves in this 3D world. It's the physical body. It's the lines on a map. It's the planets in a solar system. Those categories are not who we are, but we often associate them with who we think we are. The POEs, our awareness, will stop at these boundaries so we can refocus, look at them, and then put a stamp on them like, yep, I'm a woman. Yep, I'm a Floridian. We do this in order to function and to make sense of the world we live in. And the POE is one of those organizing notions of the brain that we invent. But understanding it, Donna, helps us intentionally experience beyond 3D. There's an aspect of the POE that if it's untethered from our physical body, if we allow it by meditation, for example, it wants to seek reunion with source. There's an underlying pull toward unity to feel part of something that's larger. We came from something larger and the POE is always wanting to go back and seek your tribe. I find it very interesting, Candy, that there's a few biologists and zoologists that consider the human prime directive. It's, it's not survival of the fittest. You know, we think, you know, that's what it is. But as supporting cooperation rather than competition. So as an athlete, that the fittest wasn't necessarily the best at competing individually. But often the community made up of the, our best is what works together the best. So the POE seeking that tribe looks for like-minded people or cooperation for evolving their individual and, and our group consciousness. And the power of the group awareness is in, I like that, in combining our uh, energy fields. That's very powerful. You can use the word POE, but I like to visualize that dot. And when it becomes a tool, it's an action. So if I ask you, Candy, Remember something from grade school, and you have to travel back using your memory. You're sending your dot through time, and you might be doing this all the time without being aware, aware of it, but it's actually an action because you send your dot back. How do we have a better idea about POE? How does the dot uh, help us to visualize the dot? How does that help us? When you visualize it as a dot, the POE really does become a tool because you've conceptualized our full awareness as this tiny dot. The visions on page 37 served two purposes. 
One, this was all still new for me. Initially, I was not a visual person. It's not really something that I'd learned to do. It's more like I allowed it to happen. I allowed it to unfold. So this was practice. I realized I was not only able to see still pictures, but some of them were motion pictures. And in 3D, I realized I was the one behind the lens. I could zoom in for a closer look and drill down and see all this detail, or I could pan back and see much larger views, some of the views above Earth, even further back and seeing galaxies. Secondly, these visions really gave clarity to the words from the messengers, and it made things easier for me to understand. First of all, I described something that I call similar to an air traffic controller's radar screen. It was three-dimensional. I could see moving dots that represented people. I was amazed at how I could distinguish between people walking on sidewalks. I could see these little dots riding up in elevators. I could see people riding on escalators. I could see POEs of cars as they meandered back and forth along roads. I could actually drill down into this car and then see the POEs of individual passengers. What this told me was that your POE, like all things, represent energy, but it's our brain's way of identifying a focusing point. On page 38, for example, as I pull back, I could see states on a map. We all know, Donna, that boundaries of states are man-made. Unless there's a natural border like an ocean, a mountain range, or a river, most state lines only exist on man-made maps. This is my analytical brain running in the background of my mind as I saw the vision of the man-made map with the state boundaries. But even the words that they say, they say, pull further back and find the POEs from larger gatherings. What humans call states, regions, countries, and continents. That confirms that, yes, we know that's man-made. I almost get it. It's a little puzzling. Um, can you then give your interpretation of what the messengers were telling you? This was initially puzzling for me, too. So let me try to clarify for example, I live in North America, and when I look at a map of the world, I can point out and tell you exactly where North America is. If someone said, oh, you're a Floridian, I can zoom down and look, and I can show you exactly where the boundaries are. Those are the POEs of the larger groups that the messengers were talking about, continents, states. You can do the same thing for cities and countries. I realized their request to pull back and see the gathering of larger group. We're at the top of page 38. That is what will help you focus on what you think you are. But if you ask someone what they are, they often define themselves in a very narrow way. Usually we say, I'm my physical body from the top of my head to the tips of my toe. But if you start changing your perspective and you start looking from above the earth, you're much more likely to define yourself with a larger perspective. You're, you're a Canadian, you're a North American. So who you think you are 
depends on your perspective. With the larger perspective, you see yourself in larger terms. But from an even wider perspective, you become an earthling. That closer you are, you then become your physical body. I was understanding this, so let's build on it some. On the top of 38, my vision changes. The messengers say, most humans do not realize that their POEs exist within a field of energy capable of expanding and overlapping with other energy fields. You know, Kenny, I'm going to stop you because I love the idea that we exist in a field of energy. I love that. Uh, what did the messages mean or what insight do you have about that idea about the uh, overlapping fields? Donna, this is starting to hint at truth. They give me just a little bit of information. And then when I think I've assimilated and understanding, then they add something else to the formula, a little bit at a time. But I'm realizing we're not what's contained from our head to our toes. We actually exist within a field. And these expand and overlap with other energy fields. So an individual person becomes one with the neighborhood or the state or the country, or the continent. We literally combine our identities with others to redefine who we think we are. North Americans, Earthlings, Californians. They said that, and it made sense. But when they showed it to me, it really made sense. I got a much better understanding when I saw it. As these dots morphed into circles, and then into three-dimensional spheres, I began to really grasp the meaning. I saw the details as people in this air traffic controller device passed on sidewalk. But it was no longer two dots passing, Donna. It became two globes that overlapped. And although the people never physically touched when they passed each other, their energy fields did. They blended. Seeing things from this 3D perspective, I began to really understand the interactive effects of these energy fields, these energy fields that most of the time we're unaware of. So how how does understanding these energy fields help us? How, How does that help us? Understanding the field, when I saw it, I realized why and how we identify as these larger groups. Donna, we literally become the group because our energy fields overlap and blend. Within that blending, on a subtle level, information is shared. We're usually not aware of it, but it's like the prime directive you talked about. It's the natural seeking that our POE does. We are always subconsciously seeking our tribe, but that's something we can learn to do consciously. The dots changing to globes made me see that we exist beyond what we had thought of as boundaries. Those boundaries are self-imposed according to our perspective, according to how our brains want us to organize our environment. That perspective determines how we define ourselves. Seeing the POE as a tool for focusing that perspective we can use it to define ourselves in much broader terms. I like that. Kenny, that's just really helpful. Um, Let's go ahead and go to the bottom of page uh, 38. Let's add the concept of time to this. There's an energy field surrounding each POE. 
and it exists outside of what humans refer to as the present time. Self-awareness associated with the POE is location dependent. And I'm, I'm going to skip down, for, uh, down to the bottom where it says humans. Humans often think of themselves as separate from the rest of their world. They think of themselves as their POEs. The POEs are centers of their universe. But that's not true. They're not separate. They are simply unaware of their divine connection to all that is. So that begs the question, Candy, how does this concept of being one and not separate, how does that change our view of ourselves, our neighbors, and uh, in the world? That's a good question. Let's go back to that last sentence on page 38. They're talking about people. They are simply unaware of their divine connection to all that is. This is another example of information being dropped into my awareness one message at a time. This became a very, I don't know, an aha message for me. Everything started to make sense. We really are not our POEs, our points of existence. We just think we are. Due to the parameters and how we define ourselves, lines on a map, outline of our physical bodies, but we have a point of existence, a consciousness. And those boundaries that we define ourselves by, man, woman, Floridian, that's what our brain has used to organize and define who we are. But this is telling me that the POE is a construct. It's something that we make up to describe full awareness. This says we are unaware of the divine connection of all that is. That became so significant. We are connected to the divine. The messengers introduce the concept of time at the top of page 39. They say as the globes of awareness interact with others, connections can be seen. And that's what I did see in my vision. Then they say there is unity, a relationship to all things that exist, including all times that exist. We've gone from dots to circles to three-dimensional globes. I was beginning to understand the connections that we have. So now they throw in the concept of time. So let's go to the bottom of page 39. And there's a picture here. Can you explain what time and those pictures mean, Candy? Figure A shows a picture of what I understood time as. It's from point A to point B. It is logical. It is sequential. It is a one-way street. Time marches forward. The figure B on page 40, this is the way it really is. That time, that straight line morphed into repeating sine waves. They told me that time is much more flexible and fluid. It's not that straight, logical, sequential line that my brain would like to think it is. What does all of this mean? What I realized is, as we learn to expand our awareness, time becomes more fluid. The messengers have said, we are unaware of our divine connection to all that is. Most of us operate, Donna, with our POE deeply embedded in their physical bodies. That's who we think we are. And as long as the POE stays there, then time does work the way I showed it, point A to point B. We start to see the larger picture 
and we begin to glimpse into our divine nature. When we do that, time becomes this beautiful, fluid sine wave. As we move from being a dot to a larger three-dimensional perspective, we start influencing that timeline. When we expand, we become much larger. And so what happens as we become larger, we've stepped into that field of energy, which we really are. We start to encompass more of this timeline. When we allow our POEs to expand, there's so much more to life that we can actually enjoy. Let's skip over to page 41. It says, as we leave our comfortable centers, what defines us melts away. We realize our physical bodies are not who we are. So now we're beginning to understand the totality of our true self, divinity. Time no longer exists as it did before. It's not that straight line. The farther we travel from our centers, the more we become influenced by these overlapping globes of existence. We're not two dots passing on a sidewalk. We blend. We no longer live in this predictable world of outcomes. Instead, we start floating in this field, this realm of possibilities. And then we are free to choose from our past or maybe even from events that haven't occurred yet. We become empowered as we acknowledge our true essence, as we learn to pull back the curtain and discovered the person behind it. And who's that person behind it? Absolutely. Well, Candy, you know, this changes everything. So we no longer, now that we know this, we can't just move from point A to point B in the same way or the same time. That's incredible. This blows me away. Uh, Okay, let let my brain think about that. (laughs) It seems like a good place to stop. We've given our listeners enough to think about for now. When we come back next week, we'll explain how the POE works with near-death experiences, and we'll discuss some of the ways to get rid of repetitive thoughts by using the POE. And Donna, that's one thing that I really love about the messengers. They're always giving me tools that I can use in my consciousness awareness toolbox. Something like the POE explains a lot of things, but the fact that when we see it as a dot, we can start using it is priceless. Yeah, I love the dot. I'm coming to I'm coming to love the dot and then I can move it around. And that's an action that I can control and learn. Yes. I just can't wait till next week. I just can't. I know. It'll be fun. So thank you everyone for joining us. We would love to have you comment, like, or subscribe. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Reluctant Messenger. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, remember, how we use our personal energy is what defines us. Bring in those vibrations of love and gratitude and see how your life will change.